How much does Zach Levine's ankle injury now potentially hurt his trade market even further? Are the Chicago Bulls still focused on trading Zach Levine before they potentially move DeMar DeRozan? We're going to talk about both those topics, plus how Kobe White's ascension really does highlight further how this front office has still yet to really hit a draft, a home run on the draft. We're going to talk about all that, plus preview the game today against the Memphis Grizzlies, all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host, Sarah Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. So much, you got, most of you guys have probably saw it yesterday. I dropped an emergency video. Zach Levine has now hurt his ankle. He's going to be out one to two weeks, which put him, if he's out that full two weeks, only coming back a week before the trade deadline. The Chicago Bulls currently sit right now five, five games outside of a guaranteed playoff run. We sit at the ninth seed uh, right now. With the trade deadline being February 8th, um, this, this injury to Zach Levine has potentially set things back even more, right? When you look at Zach Levine on the season, he's averaging 19.5 points per game uh, on 45% shooting and 34%, basically 35% from three-point range. And when you look at last season's averages, 24.8 points per game, 40, 48% shooting, 37% from three-point range. So right now, when you look at that, this is the latest in a string of injuries for Zach Levine of why teams may be kind of hesitant on Zach Levine. When you look at it, right? Two left knee surgeries of Zach Levine have only one playoff appearance, an injured thumb on top of all that as well. He has three years, $138 million left on his contract. So a lot of people are now naturally questioning, what does this really mean for Zach Levine's trade value out on the open market and how much has it impacted and hurt it? Now, I will say this, right? Hopefully this injury for Zach Levine isn't anything major. There's some doubts around how, how sever the severity of that and you know how long he's going to be out. We'll see the one in two weeks. But it, it definitely happens at the wrong time for the Chicago Bulls. As we've heard now that the Bulls are still focused on moving Zach Levine, it still is what they're focused on. They want to reshape this roster. Um, this definitely hurts those chances of it. And it could now secure the fact that Zach Levine may finish the season with the Chicago Bulls. Now, that's not necessarily a bad thing, right? When you look at the way that Zach Levine has tried to fit in since he's come back, I know people still kind of blame Zach for everything, that maybe if Zach Levine comes back, plays well in the playoffs, whether it's the play-in or whatever else, comes back and stays relatively injury-free for the rest of the season, it could help his trade value in the offseason. Now, I've gone on to say I don't think his trade value extends anymore in the offseason other than not having to pay a partial season on his deal because, you know, the rest of the season they wouldn't have to pay. But it still doubts around that. And I think when it comes down to it with Zach, it's just going to come down to a team missing out on maybe their first target and Zach Levine being the consolation prize. But as we've been saying, you cannot just not, just get crap value back for Zach Levine. That is not the place that this front office is at, and they have to make sure that they get value out of this deal. Now, with that said, kind of along the lines of this, um, over on Chris Hayes, now he was actually asked on Bleacher Report about Zach Levine's trade value, and he had this to say. I haven't heard much. I haven't heard much regarding Levine. Yeah. And I think what happens to Levine will dictate what happens with um, DeMar DeRozan. DeMar DeRozan is another player who is on an expiring deal. He will be a free agent in the offseason, and he's been playing really well. Uh, I've told that there's really no extension talks ongoing between DeMar and um, the Bulls. The last time they talked about extension, they were far off, and so they kind of shelled those okay. conversations. 
So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be, you know, everybody wants to know what Chicago, like Toronto was that team before. It was like, okay, they're going to have yeah. a garage sale. Uh, yeah. You're still waiting to see if that's going to be the case with Chicago. So I don't have any concrete evidence right now that they're going in any direction right now. But what I will say is um, Levine definitely is the first uh, priority for the Chicago Bulls and try to see what they can, what can be done. And okay. that will kind of say where they go from there. So it seems like the, the Bulls are still more focused on moving Zach Levine before DeMar DeRozan. And the reason why I played this is that you hear from a lot of Bulls fans of saying, let's move DeMar first. Let's, let's not trade Zach Levine. DeMar should be the first one to go. And it seems like the Bulls are in a place where they are more content with maybe even letting uh, DeMar DeRozan's deal just expire out and letting it play out in free agency or whatever way it goes. Now, to hear this in this uh, video clip as well, to hear that the Bulls and DeMar have basically stopped contract negotiations, to me that says that the chances of a contract extension for DeMar DeRozan happening during the season are all but done. So do not expect um, DeMar DeRozan to reach a contract extension with the Chicago Bulls. That doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to trade him. I do think that they should at least explore that trade value for DeMar if they're not going to bring him back. But we'll see what ends up coming of that. Like, I, and let me know what you guys think of that clip. Now, again, Chris Hayes is not like he's a he's a day in day Bulls beat reporter who may have the best beat on the team or anything like that. But I don't doubt that maybe he has heard some rumblings. Now, how valid those rumblings are—that's a story for another day. Um, but this kind of aligns with things that we've heard from Joe Cowley, things that we've heard from Casey Johnson, guys that actually are there day in and day out following the Chicago Bulls that aren't always 100%, especially I'm not a, a Joe Cowley fan, as you guys know. Casey Johnson is definitely somebody that I do trust that at least what he's reporting is something that he's heard. So I if I do doubt anything K Casey Johnson reports, it's more so on the source than it is on Casey Johnson. I definitely trust that Casey Johnson is hearing what he's reporting out. So, you know, the trade market for Zach, the trade market for the Chicago Bulls, is going to overall be really interesting to watch how this materializes or lack thereof as we go forward into the trade deadline. But let me know what you guys think down below. Now, I want to talk about something from a, a, a different angle, right? Is that we've all known, we've seen the rise that, that Kobe White has had for the Chicago Bulls. And it's been great to see him step up in the way that he's played defensively, offensively, decision-making, playmaking, getting to the rim, um, you know, scoring right. All those things, we've seen Kobe White really step up his game in a major way here, especially since uh, December started, right? Kobe White's really worked out and been really good for the Chicago Bulls. But I think what this highlights further is the fact that AK and Eversley have still yet to hit truly on one of their draft selections. Now, it doesn't mean that Patrick Williams, Dalen Terry, Io DeSumo, right, Adama Sonogo, Dusty uh, uh, Julian Phillips already, that, they, that these guys can't be looked as a hit later on. But when you really factor it in, when you look at it, we knew that coming into the season, we needed one of our young guys to step up majorly. And the young guy that happened to stand up uh, was or step up was one of the guys actually drafted by John Paxson and Gar Foreman, right? So when you look at it right now, there are big question marks on everywhere. And that's not to say that Gar Pax would hit on every draft pick. When you look at it, they hit on during their tenure together. We know that before uh, uh, Gar Foreman came on, of course, they hit on Kurt Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Luau Dang, uh, Derrick Rose, guys like that. But even outside of that, Taj Gibson, a hit. Bobby Portis, a hit. Maybe not for this team, but a hit. Laurie Marketing, look at the season that he's having with the Utah Jazzes. They're now a team above 500 as well. But then they've had misses as well. James Johnson, Marquise Teague, Tony Snell, trading for Doug McDermott, Denzel Valentine, Wendell Carter, Chandler Hutchinson. But we're still now relying our hopes still on a draft pick done by that regime. And, and while it, it, it's, again, 
The drafts are told over time, just like Kobe White didn't look like who he is now three, four years into his career. He's really starting to put together now. It can happen for players that 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 uh, Acme have drafted. It just hasn't happened yet. But I do think that seeing the rise that Kobe White has had puts a bigger highlight on why this front office needs to get their draft picks right going forward. We need to start seeing a foundation laid by this front office on young players that can really ascend, uh, ascend and play really good for the Chicago Bulls. That is a big part of, of front office finding sustainable talent is being able to hit on draft picks. And so hopefully we see that now going forward for the Chicago Bulls, that we start seeing that a little bit more for them. I hope that we can. Um, like I said, we still got guys with promise on the roster. Dalen Terry still has some promise. Ayodo Sumu still can grow some, right? Patrick Williams still, ton of potential ahead of Patrick Williams. Then you got Julian Phillips. You got Adama Sonogo. Uh, Underlot Batim, who isn't a draft selection, but it is a player that they signed. And so let's hope that we start seeing that. We do own our own first-round pick in this upcoming draft, and I would really love to see that draft player, amongst others, really turn into a foundational piece for the Chicago Bulls. Doesn't mean that it has to be a superstar, but a foundational piece for the team as we look to reshape going forward. Let me know what you guys think after hearing that little bit of stat. I just I found that kind of interesting when I when I when that thought came to my mind. So I wanted to bring that here. But the Bulls play the Memphis Grizzlies today, and things kind of stay the same as what we've always talked about with the Bulls. How do you defend? Do you give that consistent effort on that side of the ball? Right? Do you defend, 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 rebound? We need to take advantage of them on the boards as well and make sure that we hold our own. This is a team as well with the Memphis Grizzlies that have tons of injuries. Now, they still got a lot of talent still left on that team, so you don't want to overlook anything like that. But Derrick Rose, out, right, in this game. Desmond Bain, out in this game. Marcus Smart, out. John Morant, out. Brandon Clark, out. Steven Adams, out. The Bulls need to come in here and take care of business, and they need to understand the moment. You cannot play down to your competition tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. I don't care what their record is. I don't care that they've only won 15 games. We ain't that far above them. The Bulls need to take care of business, execute, shoot the ball well, play as a team. Zach Levine is not in this game. So those excuses for those that make it because of Zach Levine disrupting the offense, we don't have that. Can Patrick Williams get back to being aggressive? He laid a nice groundwork in that first game back um, against the Raptors, but can he play even better now, right? That's what we need to see for this team, how they can step up for this for to, to get this win tonight, and can we get a complete team win? Also looking at Billy Donovan, how do you use the roster? Now that you have Zach Levine gone, Again, do you get back to spreading the ball around more? We started seeing a little bit of too much isolation ball creep in there. While there's going to be times where isolation ball is needed, can the Chicago Bulls step up and avoid the heavy isolation and get back to playing as a team? And I'm also looking for Kobe White. You're now the de facto number one yet again, right? And Kobe White needs to step up, and I want to see opportunities for Kobe down the stretch of the game to make decisions, not always necessarily to score, and let's see it. Let's see how the, how the Bulls compete in this game. This is going to be a very important game for the Chicago Bulls and how they compete. Listen, this is a team that still has some talent on it. Do not get me wrong. Jaron Jackson Jr. is still an absolute dog. They got Gigi Jackson, who's been absolutely filling it up. But you got to take care of business tonight against the Memphis Grizzlies. And let's hope the Chicago Bulls do that. Let me know what you guys think, what your expectations are for this game down below. But let's go ahead and get into the voicemails. It is Saturday. That means this episode is mainly built around your voicemails. This first one, this one's from Big O. What's going on, brother Hayes? It's Big O, brother. How you doing, man? Great response to my last call in, as always, man. Love to back and forth with you. Uh, this call, I want to call in and actually, because uh, I know it's kind of like a topic right now, uh, Zach Levine versus the market, uh, particularly Siakam. I know I heard you and Hayes kind of, you know, debating that uh, as far as Siakam being a better player than Zach or vice versa. 
uh, in my opinion, I think this was really what's going on. I think uh, uh, everything you said, actually, uh, with the contract, not not to say that he's not worth the contract, but it's playing a factor. The fact that uh, Zach Levine is not really uh, seen around the league as a winning player, that's playing a factor. Um, I don't think the injury's playing a big uh, factor as much, but it could be. Um, but this kind of like my view on it. Um, I actually think that uh, shooting guards, are not really a thing in the league anymore. You know what I mean? Like, and I don't mean they're like to throw them all away because you got some great shooting guards. You got Donovan Mitchell. You got some Devin Booker's of the world. You know what I mean? You got your Anthony Edwards. You know what I mean? But I think that a six eight six nine player, you know, even if he's not a great defensive player, as we talk about Pascal Siakam, but the fact that he can get you twenty to twenty five points a night, seven. Or- Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code Bull Central to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. Eight, nine, ten rebounds and, and just long enough to defend your LeBron and Kevin Kevin Durant of the world. It makes those players are more valuable in today's league. So, like, let's just say, in my opinion, if we could have swapped Zach Levine for Siakam and you put Siakam on the Bulls, I'm not telling the Bulls to be this crazy, uh, you know, make this crazy leap in the Eastern Conference, but I believe that it, it could change the dynamic of, of the team makeup and where them points coming from. So if you if you got twenty to twenty five points coming from that that fourth spot, it makes a big difference when you have a Kobe White giving you his twenty from the, the from the point, and then you got Demar Derozan doing what he does from the two and the three. So I think it it, it just it, it just matters as far as where the point's coming from and the the size and the makeup of the player. They, those type of players are just, like, highly valuable in today's NBA. So um, that's just kind of my opinion on it, brother. My time running out. I'm trying to have to keep an eye on it. But uh, I'll call in again, brother. Thank you. <laughs> Zach and Pascal, I, I like most of what you said in your comparisons there. Zach is not seen as a winning player, whether right or wrong or wherever step you view on it. Um, and Pascal, though, isn't the the top of talent that is just going to get you in the playoffs with his presence alone. But with what he can bring with pairing with Tyrese Halliburton and Miles Turner and Ben Matherin, what they can bring as a whole really is going to be amazing. But at the, at the end of the day, when you look at what Zach brings to, to the team and teams possibly being in or out on Zach Levine, it comes down to the own questions that he has as a player. But some of those same questions could be could exist for Pascal Siakam. And it comes down to Zach, the Chicago Bulls, to eliminate those questions. And unfortunately, right now, with Zach being out, he's not going to have the opportunity to limit those questions. So, you know, I get it where the market is on Zach. I do understand it. I think some of it's a little bit overblown. You're going to see that in the market. I think the teams are trying to hope that they get that value down low enough to where they can get Zach without giving up too many major assets on their team. And that may end up being what ends up happening. But I think that 
this front office is really one that's playing this this chips close to their vest. And we're going to see what it ends up bringing about it. Let's hope that it does, that the Bulls get a fair deal back for it. It's not going to be one-for-one talent. Anybody who's writing it up thinking that the Bulls are going to get equal talent, they're not, at least not for one player. But if the Bulls can get back two, three players that can really help add some depth to the team, maybe even some size, I think that that definitely helps a big way as well. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Todd. Yo, what's up, Hayes? It's Todd, man. Just calling you a little bit of a uh, little bit of a therapy session, man. I'm bummed after seeing that Siakam trade go down, and more so, man, just like thinking about our Bulls and why we just can't get right, bro. Why can't we ever get right? Meaning, like, you know, even not even the Siakam trade. Looking at like Gigi Jackson, for instance, for the for the Grizzlies, six nine, two fifteen, nineteen year old rookie, scores twenty three points on the Warriors, and our rookie can't even get in. Shit, our second year, man, can't even get in anymore. You know, it seems like every move we make is always the wrong move, unless we get lucky with, like, Kobe deciding to up his game on his own. And it it seems like every move we make is always the wrong move. And why is that? It's like everything that our church has done has been the wrong move, from the, you know, Billy extension to Billy not playing our rookie to keep him uh, back too long and now there's no market. What do we? What can we do to get this team right? And, you know, I know that selling the team isn't an option. So realistic options. What can we do to get this team right? Because I refuse to believe as a as a fan who has been watching this team since the 80s that, that we're cursed or something like that. But I just need to know from you or your opinion, what really can we do today to get this team on the right track, man? All right. Later. Why can't the Bulls get right? And here's what I'll say. I get it, the G.G. Jackson of it all, but let's be clear. G.G. Jackson had two really good games, and outside of everything other than that, has been trash. Now, G.G. Jackson was a player that I was high on. You can go back and look at my draft profiles for last year. Um, if, we had, if we had, for example, got G.G. instead of Julian Phillips, I would have absolutely loved it. But I think what it comes down to is also opportunity. G.G. would not have been given the opportunities that he got if it wasn't for the major injuries on that team. And so we can't necessarily say that that's going to be a hit quite yet. But we do see rookies over the course of the league really kind of giving minutes. Now, G.G. in the last, he had games of the 20 points to 23 points. And then he had a game where he played 10 minutes and only scored one point. And then before that, he was averaging like, like three minutes per game. So it's not like he's been this hit for, for sure right now. It is this kind of buzz thing that's going on right now around Gigi. I do think that he has great talent. He could end up being a dog. But let's not overlook it yet, man. Let's not say that the Bulls haven't hit yet. We see what Julian Phillips ends up turning into because I do think Julian has a really good uh, ceiling ahead of him. But I agree with you. This front office has to hit on their draft picks. They just have to. And that's the way that you really extend your ceiling of your team especially when you're one of the older teams in the league per age, uh, average age. So let's see what the Bulls can do in that case. Great voicemail there from Todd. Let's get into this next one. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. Um, I'm just wanted to comment about whether or not uh, I'm surprised Lonzo Ball is being mentioned in trade rumors. And the answer is no. I mean, if the Bulls, if the team would trade for him, they can use the creating exception on him and get $20 million off the books next year. And so I'm not surprised about that. There's only like probably a handful of teams that would make that move. And the team I'm looking at most likely is probably Dallas. Uh, and the players, I, well, players they probably give up for a guy who's not going to play on their roster is um, Matthew Cleaver and Sean Holmes. Now, yes, they have size, but do they fit the Bulls, you know, system? Not really. Like, I don't know why. Uh, Matthew Cleaver isn't getting minutes. 
Uh, but prior to last year, he was one of the main guys I wanted on this full speed. He could, he had a decent mid-range shot. He could play the four or five, but he was better at the four. And as for Rashawn Holmes, uh, when he was with Sacramento, he wasn't bad either. He, he, he was a legit center. And with the Bulls, the Bulls had the space to get him. They probably have to trade, uh, Terry Taylor to go with Lago Ball to make the money even up a little bit more, which I'm not mad at. But, uh, do you think, those two guys will get any type of minute with this full team as is. And if so, where do you think that puts uh, the Bulls with a concern of guys like Phillips and Sonogo? I mean, right now, Billy Dominic isn't even playing them. There are a bunch of injuries that you need to size. So it's, I just would like to hear your opinion on the matter. Thanks. All right. So Lonzo Ball to Denver, I mean, not Denver, to Dallas for Maxi Kleber. Um, ah. I mean, I guess it's cool. It's better than having not getting anything from Zoe, but I don't know if that's the level of deal that the Bulls are looking for necessarily moving Lonzo's uh, contract. Now, Reginald, I gotta, I'm going to actually have a challenge to you, bro. Every time you call, it's about trades. Come on, man. Let's come off the trades a little bit, bro. Let's come off the trades a little bit. I know you watch the Bulls every single day. Let's get a little bit more going in there. But as far as the Pascal part of it, yeah, listen, the Pacers did their thing. The Pacers did their thing, and shout out to having an aggressive front office that just does not settle. I wish we were on the other side of that, man, but we'll see how the Pacers end up coming together as a team over the the, the second half of the season because I do think that that could definitely hit, and if it does, yeah, we'll see with that. But the Lonzo trade part of it, man, it, it kind of is what it is when it comes down to that, and you know, we'll end up seeing what happens, man. Let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Jamoy. Yo, hey, what's going on, man? This is Jamoy. I just called what I forgot a player's name, but um, basically I was calling to see what you thought about a trade scenario, so I want to make sure I put it all in context here. So, again, it's a team that we I guess, been in mentions with the Pistons, but I think we should uh, maybe add a few extra players to it to kind of, you know, make it, I guess, decent for both teams. But I would think that the Bulls should give up Zach Levine, Javon Carter, and Terry Taylor for Jaden Ivey, Boban, and Joe Harris. So I just think with that trade, it does kind of help both sides where, you know, we're getting actual talent back. And I think the Pistons are not going to give up any first-round picks. I mean, they have heavy protections on their first-round picks. So maybe you add a few second-round picks, four second-round picks, sort similar to the Bradley Bill trade, where we would actually get more talent back than, let's say, the Warriors by getting Chris Paul and also the Wizards by getting Jordan Poole. So by us getting Boban and Ivy, that's good. And then we'll save money next year because Joe Harris will come off the books. But just let me know what you think about that trade scenario. And, again, love the show. All right. Um, this trade, I don't think this is a bad trade, right? Levine, uh, uh, Javon Carter, Terry Taylor for Ivy, Boyan, and Joe Harris. This is a deal that I think gets a lot. But here's the thing that I said, and I said this to Pat, the designer, when he brought up the, the Zach Levine potentially going to Detroit. He doesn't move the needle for Detroit at all, not even remotely. So I don't know if I see them trying to make a move for Zach and getting that type of contract back. Now, they're not a free agent destination, so maybe they want to take advantage now. We know Jaden Ivey kind of fell out of that rotation at one point in time. I have some doubts around how him and Kobe White would fit potentially in backcourt together, but maybe you're not starting them. Maybe you're bringing Jaden Ivey off the bench as a high-level bench player, which kind of Iowa's been. So, I, I, listen, I... If that's the best deal on the on the on the on the market, you take it. But uh, I think that you can get. I hope that you can get a little bit better than that. But Jaden Ivey is a player that a lot of Bulls fans have talked about a while now for the Chicago Bulls, 
And maybe that is the route that the Bulls end up going. But guys, let me know what you guys think down below. All right, let's get into the next voicemail. This one is from uh, Levine. Yo, what's good, hey? This is Lavian. Uh, so I had this idea, right, with Lonzo Ball's contract and the, uh, what's it called, the free agency coming through it, the deadline right now. So I was looking at the Spurs and what they're missing, and what they're missing is a playmaker. So I, my whole thing was, could the Spurs trade Doug McDermott and Seti Osman for Lonzo Ball and take a risk on Lonzo Ball because I feel like if Lonzo is healthy, Lonzo and Victor Wimbiana would be a pretty nice of a duo. And um, for the Bulls, I feel like those are two guys that can come in and compete at a high level right now if we're going for like a playoff run right now. So just let me ha- let me know what you think about that. All right, appreciate it. Would the Spurs take Lonzo Ball? That is actually a really good question and something that I never thought about because you look at the Spurs, look at Greg Popovich, could they be a little bit more patient with Lonzo just looking at the ceiling of what he could be? Maybe. Um, I do think that it's a big risk for any team that would be willing to take on Lonzo Ball because we don't necessarily know how he's going to return back to basketball if he even does return back to basketball, right? And that's one of the things that you have a question in that, but the Spurs being an organization that I think if the Spurs call you and they're willing to take Lonzo Ball's contract back for the deal that you put, kind of pr- pr- presented forth, you kind of got to take it, right? But then I, uh, some part of me would also be worried like, hey, if Pop is still interested in Lonzo, what does that tell us, right? So, I, I, listen, I think that that's I, – I like the way that your, your thought process is behind it. You look actually looking at it, what it could mean for both sides because having Lonzo be able to do pick and rolls with Wimby, man, that's dangerous. But you just got to be sure that Lonzo is going to actually be able to come back and be close to Lonzo because if he's not, eh, got some questions there. But, guys, thank you so much for leaving those voicemails. Make sure you guys are following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns. BullCentralPod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the mailbag, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related, thanks to you guys. And like I liked in every episode on, go Bulls. Love you guys. See right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of The Break Break Media. Media.